This bookcast is proudly brought to you by Actualize. We turn books into bookcasts. You are so cool. You're listening to Piss Off Old Paradigms by Sheena Blake and Casey Valentine. Lose weight, feel sexy, and change your thoughts by linking unconscious behaviors to new productive habits. Welcome to the first ever made bookcast. Chapter 8. Where do you start? Hmm. Based on everything that you've read so far and what you have seen about my results, do you think that you're ready to make the decision in purposefulism? Are you ready to lose weight and change your life? Infomercial much? If the answer is no, because you're constantly tired and a lot of pain or just plain unhappy, stop it. You have exactly what you want. If you don't, make the effort to change it. I won't hold your hand, but Casey might. Casey here. Seriously though, if you want to put this book down because you don't think you need more exercise and purposefulism isn't for you, then I would encourage you to challenge that thought. Why do you think that you wouldn't benefit from changing your body or mind? Is it because you feel that you are perfect? Or is it because you don't feel good enough about yourself to want to see better results? You may not want to piss off old paradigms, but do yourself a favor and get to the end of the book. It's a step forward. Casey out. If the answer is yes, then you're probably wondering where you have to go. Well, here's how you start. Define your body, weight, and mind goals. Decide on the habitual behavior you want to connect your exercise. If you can't think of anything else, just use peeing. Pick an exercise that makes you slightly uncomfortable. Start with 15 reps and then increase your reps incrementally. Use the roadmap to record your results. Now here's the biggest thing. Keep going. Don't stop even when you hit it at IMSEP. I recommend that you start in a place that is a little cozy and slightly uncomfortable all at the same time. When I first started, I didn't like jumping jacks, but I really hated burpees, so they were the cozier option. Not so cozy, but a little cozier. If you choose something too cozy, eventually you will get to a point where you ask yourself, why bother if you're only going to do what is comfortable? If it's too easy or too comfortable, you won't notice any changes. If you pick something too uncomfortable, you probably won't want to finish it at all. So pick something that is comfortably uncomfortable and go all the way in. Haha, <laughs> comfortably uncomfortable, shameless plug. You guys go watch the show, seriously, it's really fun. Here are some exercises to start you off. Jumping jacks, squats against the wall, crunches, leg raises, dips. There are tons of exercises, and if you run out of ideas, Google is a really good place to start. <laughs> You may struggle in the beginning. You might hurt. Your body is probably totally unprepared for physical activity. It has likely become so comfortable to come home, put up your feet, watch Netflix for a few hours, or read your favorite book with a glass of wine as soon as the kids are off to bed. But as fun as these things are, they have become your routine and exercise has played a very small part in your life. Because of that, be mindful that adding exercise to your life may be a challenge for you. 
Or maybe starting things is easy for you. I actually find that the beginning of doing anything is it's almost always really exciting and easy to do, like starting a new job or getting into a new relationship. It's just over time when the challenges arise, the excitement wears off and it's more difficult to do. It then becomes frustrating and not very exciting at all. We're asking that you stick to it, even in those tough times, even when they arise. There will be moments when you feel like you just can't go anymore. But in the end, do the set amount that you plan to do. That in itself is an accomplishment. Pissing off old paradigms has changed my life. It's not just about exercise. It's about changing the way I think about almost everything in my life. When I first started, the very first week, I was at a friend's house and her sister was there. I remember feeling so embarrassed that I was so huge and doing these stupid jumping jacks. I remember one of them corrected how I was doing it and I thought to myself, oh look, you can't even do exercise properly and you look so stupid. I was so embarrassed. In that moment, my embarrassment of having them watch me made me do less than I wanted to do and I didn't end up finishing them all until I got home. There are going to be a lot of situations that come up that make you feel like you should quit pissing off old paradigms, like embarrassment, shame, fear, etc. Looking back now, what I needed to do was practice purposefulism. That would mean I would step out of shame so the next time I found myself in that scenario, I made sure to do it all the way, no matter who was watching me. Hashtag acts of purposefulism. The next time someone saw me, it was Casey. And we all know her reaction. I was less embarrassed than I was the time before, but I positioned myself in a way where she wouldn't have to see me, even though she kind of did. If no one is noticing, then you're not doing anything. As my mind changes about me and my life and what I have, my body changes. I used to think that the outside stuff, the world around me, my life experiences, were in control of my thoughts. Like, if the kids disobeyed me, I felt like everything was going wrong. Or if I couldn't afford to put them into a sport, I felt like I was a bad mom. But I don't believe that anymore. Now I believe that I have to change my thoughts in order to see my world differently. My mind changes then my body changes, then my world changes. See how that works? When I was growing up in the 80s and 90s, there was always a new workout or some hip fad that would help you con contour a different part of your body. Hashtag Jane Fonda. This, this thing that I'm talking about here is not that. This isn't just another way to help you lose weight. We want to encourage you to change your mind about how you've been seeing yourself and how you've been seeing the world all of this time. We want, to, we want you to take control of your thoughts and try something different than you've been doing. Pissing off old paradigms isn't the only way for you to incorporate change into your life. It just happens to be what I came up with for my own life and decided to share. But your imagination could come up with something even greater for you. And you need to do it. But until then, just pee and exercise. Chapter nine, food. Food is important on so many levels. You're going to want to make gradual but consistent changes in order to live exceptionally. I have an intensely passionate relationship with food. I use it as my cover for like everything. 
I've discovered that I typically like to eat when I've had some kind of big feeling, like any kind of feeling, like when I'm happy or mad or sad or, well, <laughs> I just want to eat something all the time. It's how I celebrate. It's how I punish. In all honesty, it's pretty much that I use food to distract myself from everything. As I mentioned earlier in the book, my food didn't change right away. But gradually, as I started to see myself differently, the things I did, the things I decided to fill my belly with were totally different. Making your life look different will require a slow and steady wins a race type attitude. So take your time. Rushing's not going to get you anywhere. When my kids were small, circa 2008, 2010, and our budget was crazy tight, all we could afford was flour, sugar, and eggs, if we can even buy eggs because we couldn't afford them all the time. I got really good at making pancakes and waffles from scratch. Everyone was always impressed, but deep down, I knew that there was something wrong with how I was living. I must have gained like 60 pounds at this time. I felt terrible, heavy, ugly, and uncared for. The neighborhood we lived in had a young moms group at the community center. From that group, we made our own smaller group, and that was held at different women's houses each week. It was a real blast and just absolutely wonderful in terms of like building community. But every time we met up, we had a potluck. And this one week, we were at my friend's mom's house. So of course, I arrived with my usual fluffy waffles and the kids had their syrup in hand. We all went down to the basement where no one was really eating. However, I was like feeling very hungry. So I began to eat some waffles and by some, I mean two, and they were really big waffles. When my mom's friend saw me, she hugged me and said, oh, no wonder you're so huge and walked away with a, a giggle. <sighs> I'm cringing even saying this out loud right now. Now, she could have been talking about how tall I was, but probably not. I'll never know. But what I took from that, what I took from it was a feeling of shame and embarrassment. I felt like she was saying that I was so huge because of the waffles. It was in this moment that I decided to stop bringing waffles to potlucks. Hashtag no more waffles. Hashtag maybe cut cucumbers and hummus. Which is delicious, by the way, you should try it. My life has changed so much since this time. I mean, I no longer make pancakes every day. In fact, I might make them once every other month now. And they may not even be made using white flour. To be honest, I don't actually really like eating breakfast at all anymore. I don't eat until my body tells me to. I don't feel hungry at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. usually. I usually feel hungry around at 1 p.m. Now, I know... You could be hearing this and you're used to hearing people say that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but I actually don't think that is entirely true. In the morning, I often feel full from the night before, especially if I've eaten a very nutritious dinner. While writing this book, I'm discovering new paradigms. I was raised by a woman who lived with anorexia. So writing this now is really challenging a lot of my food paradigms, and to be honest, it feels super shitty. Ugh, I can't even believe that I'm going to share this, but the truth is, lately, I prefer feeling hungry over feeling full. And as I write this, I can hear myself challenging the thought. By my next book, I'll have it figured out, though. I wonder if I prefer feeling hungry because it's something that I was taught might make me look better. I'm not entirely sure. 
but I'm going to take a look at this paradigm very deeply. And I challenge you to do the same about your food paradigms. Like, where are you seeing yourself with food? How do you see yourself with food? There was also a time that I thought it was wrong to put meat in my body. I was a raw vegan for one year. I only ate uncooked fruits and vegetables, but I ate way more fruits than I did vegetables. And I ended up getting intense candida, which is a yeast-like parasitic fungus. It would show up on my head as dandruff-like dryness. I was getting a lot of yeast infections and lots of cavities. After a while, I realized that my lifestyle was no longer serving me and that I needed to balance my fruits and vegetables with meat. I'm not saying that this is what that this experience is what everyone has had, um, but it was what I experienced. So I'm going to shout out all the raw vegans who are doing it right. Make sure you keep yourself safe, please. Balance your fruits with tons of vegetables because the sugar in fruits can be quite a lot. I've tried all types of eating styles and all types of diets from raw vegan to vegan to paleo. All of these things can work, but it's not only about the diet. It's about what you're thinking and how you approach the diet. It's essential to assess your relationship with food in order to make any changes. Before I started this, I wanted pizza, rice, and breads, like literally all the time. But I don't crave them as much anymore. Now I crave beans or salads because after I'm done eating them, I have much more energy that I don't have when I'm full on flour. I came to terms with the fact that my body feels heavy after I eat certain foods and light after others. And it's not to say that I don't eat breads and pizzas anymore. I just eat way less of them now. It doesn't have to taste badly. And this is the biggest thing that I found that people are scared of is that they think it's going to taste bad, but it doesn't have to taste badly as you start to eat better food. To make healthy food taste better, just season your salad with tasty salad dressing and toppings. Learn how to make healthy things more exciting. One snack that Casey and I really love is rice cakes and avocado with a sprinkle of Himalayan sea salt and cracked black pepper. Mmm. And another favorite are is fresh cherries and sliced oranges. We know that sounds super lame, and like I'm saying it out loud, and it really does sound super lame, but it's actually quite delicious, and you're probably currently craving like Doritos and cookies, but give this a chance. I can almost guarantee that over time, you won't be disappointed. My mom also loves the recipe book, The Whole 30, the 30-day guide to total health and food freedom. Whatever the case is, there are tons of healthy recipes out there online that can help you make better food choices. Casey here. I started pissing off old paradigms way later than Sheena did, but just being around her in the midst of her transformation, I wanted to change myself too, and particularly my shopping habits. When it came to food, I realized that I only had chicken thighs and white rice in my fridge and cupboards, well, of course, I also had my favorite Chicago popcorn, salt and vinegar chips, red velvet cupcakes, cookies. You get it. I didn't even realize I could buy other things and cook other meals. Hashtag food stock. The journey, however, has allowed me a space where I could finally imagine myself not only buying, but really enjoying healthy food. 
I have kale and arugula in my fridge now, and my husband and I regularly make fantastic salads with Caesar dressing and and seeds. I love seeds. Like, what's my favorite seed? Sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds. Mmm. <laughs> love it. Okay, the interesting part of this for me is getting out of my old habits and starting to replace them with new ones that are better for me. Casey out. I encourage you to take some deep looks at your food paradigms. Like get to the bottom of them or as close as you can get. Acknowledge that they exist and make a decision on shifting them if they are not serving you. Hashtag that shit ain't cute, but is necessary. Determine what your relationship with food is and decide if you still want it to be that way. I mean, you could decide that you like how your relationship is and that's fine, but it may be that you need to make a shift. If you don't like what you see and you find that you're eating all the time because you're lonely or angry or anxious, then it's time to make a change. How do you do that? <sighs> One step at a time. Here's some questions you might want to ponder while analyzing your food paradigms. Like, at what times a day do you like to eat the most and why? Now guys, if you're listening to this, make sure you go grab your copy so you can fill this out in the book, amazon.com, piss, piss off old paradigms. Next question is, in the moments that you choose to eat, how are you feeling other than hungry? What are your favorite foods? Why are they your favorite foods? When was the last time you made a change to your diet and why did you do it? Do you have any rules about what you eat and when? There will be other things that will come up for you in your food paradigms, but this will help you start looking at them a little closer. So the last two chapters have been um, quite interesting because Um, I find that, you know, we wrote this book months ago and I'm seeing things now in myself that I'm like curious about because um, I have been eating a little, well, I still don't make pancakes uh, because I know what it does to my body, Um, but I will, I have been eating bread a little bit more lately, Um, but I'm still keeping the weight off. Are you more active than you were before? I am doing, I do exercise quite a bit, but maybe not as much. I'm also like attributing this to like sort of winter bluesy-ish, like the desire to eat more um, breads than than I did want to in the summertime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you find that you have that? I mean, I, I'm eating less meals probably in the mm. winter time. I'm I'm less hungry than I was in the summertime for some reason. Whoa, okay. Yeah, but I still eat big meals. Like I just had like a pretty big meal. Okay, fair um, enough. With I don't eat as much like I'll eat what I want to eat. Um yeah, I haven't been eating as clean this this um these past few months this month. But I have been eating less, mm-hmm, so I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I do feel like I've lost weight. Yeah, me too. Hmm. And I keep wondering, I'm like, oh, I did eat that bread. But I think that's the thing too, is that like we spent a great deal of time changing how we thought about our bodies and about our food. I mean, it wasn't just about a diet. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm like, because I, I keep looking at it too, like 
um, I haven't, like, my life changed in terms of, like, how I exercise. Like, I still am, like, peeing and exercising. Um, actually, last night I almost did it in my sleep. Like, I went pee and then I was like, no, 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 I've been here before. Let's not do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am seeing myself differently. So I kind of, I like myself in a different way now. Yeah. 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 Still struggling, though. Still have things that I'm like, ugh. Oh yeah, me too. I, I, I feel like I want to exercise more. Like I want to do intentional running mm. in the mornings that I haven't been doing yet. Um, and then sit ups morning and night. Like I, I had gotten into the habit of it, but I have no. I'm no longer in the habit of it, and I want to continue. What do you think it. stops us from? be like like when we have a habit and then the habit stops like what do you think the thing is I mean like obviously there's like a thing but then there's like a grander thing yeah for me it's inconvenience like when I get into a habit I sort of bank on the fact that the rest of my life is also in habitual mode oh yeah and when other things start to shift in my life that were once habitual then all of a sudden I'm like okay well everything is different um I it's a new phase and everything else ends yeah yeah, okay I do feel that way Mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly what I feel like and I'm like oh yeah like everything has to change but then it's like it if I've learned anything over the past few months it's like you're I am allowed to take control of my life Mm. which means that like I'm allowed to put into my life what I want create the habits that I want and I'm capable of being as disciplined as I desire to be. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's no better way to say it than how you just said it. Hmm. Exactly that. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that has been chapter eight and nine um, of Piss Off Old Paradigms. Thank you so much for listening to the first ever recorded bookcast brought to you by Actualize. Make sure you stay tuned for next week's episode on water and rest. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.